So we're here in Prague and uh, I'm at the Axiona Underground Solutions stand and I've just run into a couple, well, three interesting things. I've run into a, a robot. Uh, what's, what's the robot's name? Its name is Spot. That's the name that was given by the by the guys who made it. But everywhere we we go, it gets a different name. So, Spot now, Spot who looks remarkably like a dog. And uh, uh, I was looking looking over here, and it says Boston Dynamics on the side. Now I've heard of them, uh, but but who are you? Are you Spot's trainer? I mean, what's what's your name and what's your role with this Boston Dynamics robot here in this construction area? Yeah, basically I am that, the Spot trainer. So I am Carlos Crespo and I am responsible for robotics in, in Acciona. It is a global infrastructure company presenting more than 40 countries. So basically what I do is I get different challenges from different business units and they told me, can you automate that? Can you improve this? And then we have a lab in which we create solutions that then we test in the real job site. So what we have here is the spot robot. It's the famous dog by Boston Dynamics. Now I'm going to stop you there because what I'm going to do, although no one can see, I'm just going to pinch you. So, Carlos, you're real. Right, this We're not in a virtual space here. This is real. We're talking real, right? Yeah, exactly. I'm real, not you're a real. robot. Now, and I'm, I'm standing close enough to you to know you're definitely real. And this robot thing over here, it's real. So we're not talking digital twins. We're not talking anything here at the moment. We're talking real live robot with real live robot lab doing real hard civil engineering stuff, Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we are a small group in which we develop these solutions and we take them out to our job sites to, to see how they perform. And if they perform well, we integrate them into our processes, improving the life of our operators. So it's really interesting because even in the time we're talking here, a queue has formed with lots of people wanting your job because you've got probably the coolest job on the planet in the area of uh, civil engineering and construction. Or have I misunderstood by, oh, here's someone with a knife wanting to put it in your back to take your role. What, what? How cool is it to be actually at the forefront of this in our sector for the world? Yeah, Basically, I come from the robotics world, not from the civil engineering. That's something that came up on me like five years ago when I started this position. And it's true that in the beginning, it was something that was le uh, was much scarce, like guys in robotics working in construction. But uh, recently, in the past two, three years, it's become a hot topic, uh, automation and robotics in construction. Even the biggest uh, robot manufacturers like Boston Dynamics, they say that where robotics is going to develop in the in the following years is going to be in construction and civil engineering. Well, it's amazing you say that because one of the big issues we face, of course, underground, is health and safety. And uh, there's a bit of an ethical question here. We're sending spot in as a sacrifice, aren't we? I mean, it's a safety and efficiency tool that we're talking about here. Yeah, exactly. Everything that we do has the basic principles of taking our people to the safe area. So they will still be performing the job of, of analyzing the data, processing all the point clouds that this generates. I mean, this can generate like gigabits of data per minute. And then you still need somebody in the office safe now because it's the robot taking the dangerous job, going to the front to analyze the, the new excavations. But they, they will still be in the, in the technical office performing their job and they will not be exposed to different health and safety issues that can be the presence of dust, the risk of, of something falling. Yep. 
So I was wrong. There's a BIM hiding behind this as well. We've got point clouds. We've got all sorts of things happening. So for you as a robots person, how, how much do you get involved in this data acquisition and analysis side of the business? Yeah, uh, a lot. So we, we're talking about digitalization. So we start by, we start but by what the robot does. That is data acquisition. And then there is a lot behind. There is, Auto, uh, autonomous uh, processing of the information, uh, different people from different areas looking at the same information with different angles that they take different choices and decisions all together or, 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 or separate. So it's uh, about digitalization, centralizing all the info and having all the tools to be able to perform and uh, this analysis and, and, and get reports. To, for us to perform better and to the clients to have more information of what is happening, what is going on uh, below ground. So this is pretty exciting because we're talking about cutting-edge robotics. We're talking about point cloud computing and digital modelling and all the rest of it. And and you're there right at the front in the world uh, doing this. What What's next? Like what, what do you see from your position for the role of these robots in underground construction? Yeah, I think that now we are really pushing the limit into data acquisition, like jobs that were done before by surveyors or quality inspectors that right now they can be safely in the technical offices and are the robots that are going there to analyze the, the data. Probably the next thing will be uh, underground logistics or even everything related to heavy machinery that is also that involves a, a lot of risk and something, having something like a machine that can go on its own and can perform Part of the task, like the like the drilling, I mean, those tasks will become more and more automated uh, through the coming years. It's interesting you say that. I was just looking at some developments in the automation of major underground construction, uh, and there are huge mining operations now, virtually without people in them, all being controlled remotely with huge machines. This is just a little robot here. Um, little agile robots here is just the first... The first wave, like, do you see bigger robots coming? What's, what's your feeling about that? Yeah, like right now, if you look at what is being automated, we will have something a little bit about data acquisition as the robot that we have here. And then with autonomous machinery, we will be talking only about the, the, the big machines in mining, the dumpers that can carry like 300 tons. And, and, and that was happening up until now. But now we see more and more developments in different other machines, like smaller dumpers that we use in our civil works, um, excavators and things like that, that before were more complex to, to automate. But right now we are starting to see this solution and companies like us, we want to be the first ones to adopt this, te this technology. So. so question for you, can Spot convert itself, I won't say he or she, because I'm not really sure what it is, but that robot just sitting there, can it convert itself into an emergency response robot as well? Like can it offer assistance in an unsafe place? Is that something it can do at the moment or is that something you're considering for the future? Yeah, like health and safety and rescue solutions for robotics has always been a hot topic. Actually, what we are installing in this spot, in this unit, that will be the, the final version that we will put in the mine later this summer, is um, an oxygen sensor. It's something that is not carried by everybody in the in the mine because it's, there are some health and safety offices, officers that they go in the beginning and they make sure that the air is breathable, but having something like 
guy, but they are still exposed. They are they are not in danger, but they are still exposed to to the danger. So having something like spot that can map the 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 tunnels and see where is good ventilation or the the quality of the air measured down to the zero point zero one parts per per milligram, it's something that will be very useful. For example, one of the biggest uh, use cases that they are deploying the, the spots now, not in Axiona, because we only do renewable energy, is in nuclear energy. Just mapping the radiation, the, the leftovers of the radiation is is something very useful. It's, it's the thing about spot. It goes where the people cannot go. Well, that's, that's fantastic. I mean, we used to use canaries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Before that, we used candles. Uh, now we've got spot sitting there and and I'm sure you're aware in some of our mines particularly those in granite we have issues with radon gas and other heavy um, radioactive uh, gases and what have you I'm assuming that's another payload if if it was necessary yeah exactly up to 14 kilos you can install whatever you want on top of spot and then we integrate it both mechanically and electronically and then it can send the data anywhere you want it's basically a computer with legs this is fantastic. 14 kilos. I better get on that diet. I'm just, just a little over 14, but uh, that's 14 kilos. That's a pretty good payload for the scientific instruments. I've got to say, I'm impressed. I'm excited. As I say, there's an even larger queue of people here now wanting your job. Uh, congratulations at being at the forefront of the adoption of this amazing technology to make our tunnels safer, more efficient, and uh, just allow us all to do our jobs better. Thank you, Arnold. Thank you.